This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 750. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 750. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I just had to stop recording for a second and redo the intro because I was so hot that I had to take off my sweatshirt because we're going to be talking about shining today. And like, I was just immediately like already shining so much that I was like burning up in my sweatshirt. I'm so excited to be here today on our 750th episode. Holy cow. It's so funny how just working like week to week and churning out the content. I'm on such a I'm in such a natural rhythm in of doing this for you all that I just sometimes don't think about the numbers and the numbers get away from me and then I'm like, whoa, 750 episodes. That's a big deal. Whew. And I also get to announce that this week we are going to do a limited run test of a third episode a week. So starting on Ugh, I don't even know if we've decided if it's going to be Thursday or Friday. So just keep an eye out. <laughs> Starting at the end of this week, we are going to be launching, releasing a third episode a week. It's going to be a 10 minute little shorty episode on one thing. It's going to be called One Shameless Thing. And the concept behind this is that we want to give you a little shorty episode that gives you just one thing to do on any given day 
that can change your day or turn your day around. And over time, we will build up this set of one shameless thing episodes that you'll have like in your back pocket. And when you're knowing like, oh, I just need an episode on how to release self-doubt, then you can just go listen to that 10 minute episode and immediately get one tip that you can put into action immediately so that it gives you something that allows you to solve a problem or a solution to a problem really quickly to meet your needs. I know that there's times where you're like, I don't have 30 minutes or I don't have time to listen to like an hour long interview. So I just want to listen to this one thing and get a quick shameless hit. And that is the purpose of that, this um, upcoming content. And so we are going to be releasing these episodes over the course of the next couple of months, once a week, a third episode a week. If you love it, let us know, leave reviews, DM me on Instagram. Let me know that you love the extra content because that will let me know that we should keep doing extra content. So that's a fun way that we're celebrating our 750th episode is by giving you more. And for those of you who've been here since the beginning and have been listening along in real time, thank you for sticking with me. And then I know there's also people who start listening at like episode 700 or 650 and you've gone back and listened to all the earlier catalog. And I'm always so blown away when people tell me that they've done that. So no matter how long you've been listening, thank you for being here. And I have no plans to stop anytime soon. So I mean, we're at this point so close to a thousand, I feel like I can kind of taste it. So I mean, we got to make it to at least a thousand, right? So today we're going to be talking about shining bright. And I'm excited about this. I feel like seven episode 750 is like, it's a good time to talk about shining bright. Am I right? So I want to talk about shining bright really specifically around what it means to shine bright. Like, what does that actually mean? And then what's the fallout after we've been extra shiny? When I was thinking about this episode and doing some research, I thought about calling it like how to recover from a vulnerability hangover because I see some parallels there. But a vulnerability hangover is when you've shown up and you've been vulnerable in a situation and maybe after the fact you're like, oh, did I do it right? Or did I say the wrong thing? Did I say too much? I don't know. Did I overshare? And so with a vulnerability hangover, there can be like I showed up and I shared myself in a big way and you might be having some doubt around it. And you might be like replaying it in your head. There might even be some rumination. And that's not what we're talking about today. So instead, I was like, okay, this isn't a vulnerability hangover. Hangover. Like, what is this that I really want to talk about? And I was thinking specifically around how I feel after I have shown up in a new way and given energy to something that felt equal parts scary and exciting. And then when I'm done, I'm like, holy cow, I need to take a nap. That's the feeling. And why I think this is important to talk about on our 750 episode is that these are the things I'm encouraging you to do all the time. Like I'm always encouraging you to stop shrinking and start shining and get bigger and take up space and be loud and be proud and stand up and speak up and shout out and like all those things, right? But what about when you've been doing the shiny things and doing the things to show up and be shiny? And then you're like, okay, but like, how do I rest afterwards? Because when we're just shining over and over and over again, we might not be honoring our body's need to like rest and recover. Kind of like when you do like a hard workout and you get a sore and you get sore muscles and then you need to give them a minute to rest and recover. And that's how they actually get stronger. So if you don't know about anatomy and physiology, when you do intense exercise or you lift weights, your muscles, when they get overstressed, get tiny little tears in them. And that's when you feel sore those tiny little tears repair themselves. And that is how strength is built. It is in those muscles repairing that you get stronger over time. So same thing with shining. When you practice shining, you get done and you're like, oh my gosh, that was a lot. 
I feel really tired. I need a minute to rest and repair. What happens over time is that the thing that felt really shiny today, it's not going to feel really shiny when you do it 20 more times. For example, with the podcast, when I first recorded, I remember recording the first 12 episodes of the show. Oh my gosh. I felt so incredibly shiny and also ridiculous. Like I'm recording these episodes in my home office. I don't know if anyone's ever going to listen. I felt so ridiculous just talking to myself in a microphone and not knowing like who was ever going to hear it on the back end. And doing those first 12 episodes was really, really hard. It was incredibly draining. I don't really ever feel that way anymore doing episodes. Like I did those first 12 And then I found my rhythm and it got easier over time and it felt less scary and less intimidating. And I didn't feel like I had to be so shiny because I found my rhythm. And the thing that took so much courage and bravery and like stick with itness initially became a little easier every time I did it. So the things where we choose to show up and be really, really shiny over time, those things don't require so much effort. And so when I think about public speaking, for example, and getting on stages, I remember the first couple times I did that in big ways and just feeling like terrified for months sometimes. And now I'm like nervous for a week. <laughs> and so like I still like have a, you know, a healthy sense of like, I want to do a good job and I hope it goes well and I want to be really prepared. But I mean, I'm not like losing sleep for months on end. Like, oh my gosh, what if I totally bomb? This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So when we flex that shiny muscle, we do over time build resiliency around it, which can be really helpful. So what I want you to think about when we think about shining bright, I want you to think about what that looks like for you and how you practice shining up. Because then we're going to talk about how do you need to recover after you've been shining extra bright. And so where are those areas? What are those spaces that you're in right now where you're challenging yourself to push a new edge? And how can you intentionally create space on the back end of that edge so that you can rest and recover in order to go do the next hard thing? I just had the situation over the last week where I had to do a big event for Vinny's school related to my um, position there as the parent association co-chair. I had to do this big event for the school. And then I also had a big event this week, like three days later for work. And I was like, okay, these two things are taking up a lot of mental space because there's a lot of moving pieces for the thing at school that I felt really responsible for. Like it wasn't scary as much as it was just like, I don't want to forget these things. Like (laughs) these felt like a lot of space to hold for things. Like who's ordering that and who's doing this and who's showing up for that and who's going to be where, when and like coordinating volunteers and families and all these things. And then I also was doing this new thing for work and bringing together some leaders for a really significant conversation that I really wanted to facilitate in an impactful way. And I wanted to do that really, really well. And I was doing that three days later. And all of last week in my head, I was like holding space for these two things. Like, okay, like I want the school thing to be really fun and really successful, like a really successful all school event. And then also I want this professional thing that I've never done before to go really, really well. And I want to show up and be really prepared for both of them. And I remember thinking, okay, well, if I get through the school thing, which is on Saturday night, then I can spend Sunday prepping for the work thing, which is on Tuesday. And then I had this realization, no, you can't. No, you cannot. You are going to be extra shiny on Saturday night at this all school event, actually all day, most of the day on Saturday and then through into late into the night. And so it ended up, I was like on and extra shiny from like 3 p.m. until 11 p.m. on Saturday. And knowing that I was going to have to show up with that level of intensity, I was like, there's no way I'm going to like just bust out my laptop on Sunday morning and be like, let's go, let's jump into the next thing that I have to be shiny for. So I was like, no, no, no. Like you are going to wear your pajamas for as long as possible on Sunday, maybe all day. You're going to drink as much coffee as you want and dip a lot of Girl Scout cookies in it. 
And you are definitely going to lay on the couch and watch either the rest of Love is Blind season four, which I'm still catching up on, or some other reality TV, maybe some Vanderpump Rules, which I'm also a little behind on. So I was like, I definitely need like PJ couch time in between these two things that I have to be really shiny for. So I had to look at my schedule to be like, okay, where's the PJ couch time (laughs) where you're going to get the recovery from shining on Saturday night so that then you can go and show up for the thing that you have to be shiny for on Tuesday. So I'm going to talk through a couple other examples for you to recognize how you can strategically look at the things you're showing up for and being like, okay, here's where I really need to shine. And here's how I'm going to give myself permission to recover so that I am ready to shine for the next thing, rather than trying to just power through one thing after another and burning yourself out. So when you think about shining bright, I want you to think about what that looks like for you, because you might not be giving yourself credit for some of the ways that you're showing up shining and really exuding a lot of energy, a lot of presence, a lot of maybe vulnerability and courage. And you might need way more recovery than you are allowing for yourself. So some of the things that require shining really bright would be perhaps trying something new that is physically, mentally, or emotionally taxing. So like the first couple years when I was skiing, we would ski all day Saturday and I would literally, I remember my husband and I being like, oh my gosh, like we are never going to do anything on a Saturday night during ski season because it was so shiny, like, especially for me being so scared of dying the whole time, I would get home and just be like, I literally cannot do anything that doesn't involve laying on my couch. And so I remember getting invited to do things in that first couple seasons where people would be like, Oh, like, do you want to go to dinner or go do this thing or whatever, like, you know, 6pm on a Saturday after skiing all day. And I was like, absolutely not. There's no way that I'm actually going to like, put on clothes and walk out of my house to go somewhere because it was so physically and mentally demanding for me to show up and be on that mountain all day. So what is it for you where you are really extending yourself, pushing an edge physically, mentally, or emotionally, where you're maybe trying something new or doing something that's less familiar and recognizing like, okay, that takes a lot out of me. Sometimes we just do these things and we don't realize they're taking a lot out of us until we hit a really serious wall. And then that can really look like a bad crash. And this actually happened to me the other day. I found myself in a parking lot. (laughs) I was dropping Vinny off for baseball. And it's this parking lot that's for these big fields. It's a bunch of soccer fields and baseball fields all connected to each other. And there's this like tiny parking lot that goes with it. And if you go one direction in the parking lot, you can very easily get stuck back there. And it can be very difficult to get out with the flow of traffic. And like, no one will make space for you. And so that happened to me. And it was in the middle of like a really demanding week. And I found myself being very angry in the parking lot. (laughs) Like, like, literally, I at one point, caught myself like putting my car in park in the middle of traffic to be like, I'm going to get out of my car right now and tell these people what they need to do. Like someone needs to take charge of the situation. And then catching myself and being like, no, Sarah, like you have had a lot of stress this week and maybe you need to just take some deep breaths right now. (laughs) So what can happen if we don't honor all the ways that we have to extend ourselves or get extra shiny or really um, push ourselves physically and mentally and emotionally taxing situations, then if we don't have the proper amount of recovery in between or acknowledge that we feel like we've really stretched ourselves, we can all of a sudden hit this wall where we are being really overly emotional or overly emotionally charged 
or maybe finding ourselves in moments of rage in a parking lot and being like, hold on, hold on. Like, this isn't really worth getting that worked up about. Maybe this is really about that, like, I'm carrying too much stress and I just, I need some time to myself today. And as soon as I get out of that parking lot, I'm going to find that time for myself. So that's one way of shining bright is trying something new that is physically, emotionally, mentally taxing. Another way of shining bright that might need some recovery afterwards would be a new level of visibility or exposure. So this is being visible in new ways. So maybe this is doing something new in leadership in the workplace. Maybe this is showing up and leading a community event. So I know for me early on, when I first started doing work with the parent association um, in this co-chair role, like those things were taxing to me. I felt a heightened level of responsibility. I felt a very heightened level of visibility because I had not really been visible in the school community at all prior to this. Like I'd been a little bit visible in Vinny's class here and there, but definitely not in front of the whole school community. And that felt very, very shiny to me. And after leading a few meetings and initially, because this was initially during COVID still, leading, you know, all school meetings online and these huge Zoom groups and it felt like very uncomfortable to me. And it always felt like it went pretty well, but I felt really nervous and I would get done and just be like, holy cow. Like I remember getting done with these calls sometimes at like seven or eight o'clock at night and just being like, oh, Vince, like you have to do bedtime. I can't. Like, I just, I need some, a moment here. So that's another one, like heightened level or new level of visibility or exposure where it's in the workplace. Maybe you're doing something new. It's in, you know, amongst your community in some way. Maybe you're like new to coaching your kid's soccer team and like you know that other people are watching and these kids, you want the kids to have a great time and you want the parents to think that you're doing a great job. And like, that's a lot of visibility. So that might be a way that you are shining bright and then needing some recovery. Another is being vulnerable in front of your peers. And so this might be sharing a story, sharing an experience, sharing some feelings that might be, you know, speaking up about something. It also could be having a hard conversation and really showing up authentically and with curiosity and compassion and grace um, in a hard conversation. All of that, that can take a lot out of you. And if you're moving through your day and like going from one hard conversation to the next or, you know, a heightened vulnerability in one place right into another hard conversation, like that kind of stuff back to back without time to process in between can really take a toll over time. So recognizing, okay, if I'm going to go into this really hard conversation now, then I'm going to make sure that I frame it at a time of day or that I give myself a little bit of time afterwards so that you are making sure that you get the recovery that you need or the time that you need to process on the back end so that you're not just jumping from one heightened state to another heightened state. Another way that you might be shining bright and need some recovery is doing something that you're scared of and just walking right into fear. And this can be, this happens sometimes for me when I'm walking into an unfamiliar environment, even if I'm just there as an observer or a bystander. So I know there's been times when I've gone to events and I'm not having to participate in any certain way, but I'm just having to show up. And so going to, for going to a conference, for example, that's in an area or content area that I'm not as familiar with always really is like heightened shining for me. Even if I'm not like getting on stage or doing anything, it's just like having to show up and meet new people and integrate with new people and have conversations that maybe I'm not so familiar with or talk about things I'm not as familiar with. This happened for sure the first time I went to a phys- fitness business conference where I was like learning about business building within the fitness industry. And I remember being like, at the end of each day, I think the conference was three or four days and like at five o'clock each day, all these people were like, yeah, we're going to go to dinner and all this. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to my bed. Like, I'm going to my room. I'm ordering room service. Like, it was 
just rocking right into something that felt really new and intimidating and scary. And but I went in there and I like made myself sit there all day long. But then I was like, yeah, I'm not also giving you my evening. (laughs) I am laying in bed watching TV. So when we're walking, you know, going into that thing where we're scared or where we're walking right into fear, like the example of skiing I gave you, you're going to need some recovery time. And then another way of shining bright where you might need some downtime or recovery afterwards is showing up for really intense work or holding space for others. And so I feel this a lot on my interview days. I love my interview days. I always get done with my interview days where I'm interviewing people for the podcast. And I feel very lit up like, holy cow, I just made new friends. (laughs) I had these great conversations. I can't wait to share them with all of you. I feel very lit up. And I also by mid afternoon feel very drained. Like I showed up for those conversations. It's intense listening. It's intense thinking around like, making sure that the conversation is moving in a direction that's going to really support what the audience needs to get out of it so that it really is valuable for all of you. So I'm really, really highly mentally and emotionally engaged in those conversations. And I love them. But I get done and I'm like, toast. And I actually caught myself last week at the end of a day of interviews that I where I loved all the interviews, but I remember I needed to do something at like four o'clock that day, where I needed to show up. I don't even remember what it was for. And just feeling like, I have nothing left to give. And it was this good reminder for me that like, Sarah, on interview days, you do not schedule anything else. You do not schedule anything at four o'clock when you are on interviews until like three o'clock on, you know, all day long. So it can be that in that kind of intense work or holding space for others, or it could be intense work for yourself like therapy. And this is another lesson I've had to learn is that I can't do a therapy session at like 10am and then just like hop off the call and go about my day. So when I am doing therapy on a routine basis, it needs to be at the end of my work day. Now that said, I don't feel like I do my best work in therapy at the end of a work day. But I also don't feel like I can go back into my work day if I do it early in the day. So it's a little bit of a trade-off recognizing like, okay, I'm maybe not doing my best work in therapy if I'm doing it at five, but I also know that I have a really hard time going back to work after. So like maybe I'll do it at two or three. (laughs) So it's kind of this like juggle, but knowing that like if I'm going to really show up and do intense work, I have to honor what I'm going to feel like afterwards, what it's going to feel like from shining extra bright and like really being being invested in that moment in that time. So now you've probably been able to think through where some of the ways that you shine bright and maybe where you haven't fully honored what you need on the back end. Maybe you haven't recognized like, oh yeah, that thing that I have done or that thing that I sometimes have to do regularly takes a lot out of me. What do I need to do to rest and recharge and so that I can then go turn around and shine brightly and maybe shine even more brightly the next opportunity I get? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So the first thing is to know when you will have to be shiny and then plan recovery time afterwards. So when I look at my schedule on any given week, I can look and see here's where I'm going to have to shine. I used to do interviews two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays so that I could give my interviewees more options in terms of um, times to pick from. But what I found is that that was way too much work for me because I had to hold this mental space then multiple days a week to do interviews. And that just didn't work for me. So I now do interviews only one day a week so that I know I only have to show up this one day. It's going to be intense, but it's only one day that I have to really give in that way. And then I know that it's more manageable for me overall versus kind of having two days where I'm holding that weight. And then it is hard on my energy for other things on both of those days. So knowing when you have to be shiny and then planning for recovery time after. So like I said, me really recognizing just last week, like, okay, on those days that you're doing those interviews, you are not like going to go do something else where you have to show up and have a lot of brain power at 4 p.m. that day. So what does that look like for you? For me, recognizing that on a day that I'm doing a talk or a presentation in the morning, I'm not like I'm doing low intensity stuff that afternoon, low exposure kind of activities or low energy activities. I got this concept from my friend Mike Vardy years ago. He's a productivityist, but he talks about recognizing like, okay, if I'm going to do a high energy task here, whether it's emotional or physical energy, then I'm going to do a low energy thing to counteract it either later that day or on the day after so that we are flip-flopping between those energies and not having to stay at that high energy mode all the time and honoring when we need to be in that low energy space. And that can be really, really helpful. So where do you plan for low energy tasks, low energy commitments, following the high energy demands? That's really, really important. It also really helps going into the thing where you know you have to be really shiny. If you're like, okay, I only got to shine for a couple hours or I only have to shine today but then tomorrow I can rest and recover or later today I can rest and recover or I only have to be shiny in this 30 minutes and then I know I can take a break. And so it might be like, I have to be shiny, you know, at 11 a.m. this morning, but then I know I can like take a walk at noon. I can go walk the dog or I can go do another mundane task, which we'll get to in a minute because mundane tasks are some of my favorite ways to recover. So the second piece, the second thing you can do to recover from shining extra bright is to know what your recovery needs are. Know really specifically what do you need and what does that look like? So first know like how long do you need? Extroverts don't need nearly as much recovery from shining as introverts. And so an extrovert might be like, yeah, I need 20 minutes. Like I can have a really intense day and I need like 10 or 20 minutes and I can do a reset and I'm good to go for a few more hours or the rest of the day. 
Whereas an introvert might be like, I need two whole days. <laughs> and I remember hearing Brene Brown talk about this. So she's an introvert. And she talked about how when her kids were young, she would get on stage, do a keynote talk, and then get the first flight out of town so that she could get right back home and get to her kids' games and practices and like just jump right back into mom mode. And she said it was so incredibly demanding. And what ended up happening is that she would get home and she would do whatever the thing is that she needed to do at home. And then she'd have to crawl into bed for like two days because she had over extroverted as an introvert. Like she had had to show up for an audience and then she came home and immediately had to show up for family stuff. And then she was just like so overly drained that she would find herself in bed for two days and couldn't get out. And what she learned was that she needed to start booking more time, buffering the time between getting off stage and getting on a plane. So she's like, okay, I know that I need to like get off that stage and really get some deep rest. And so I'm actually not going straight to the airport. I'm going to stay an extra night at the hotel. I'm going to take care of myself so that when I go home, I've done some of my rest and recovery so that I can get right back into the groove of the demands of being at home. And I thought that was so insightful to recognize what she needs as an introvert, especially given the demands of her work life and her home life in a certain season of parenting and a certain season of her professional work and recognizing like this is my specific situation. And I do that a lot too, recognizing, okay, what are the demands of me this week? What are the things I'm intentionally like signing up for? And then what do I need on the back end of those things so that I can keep doing the stuff that I do at the level that I do it or the intensity that I do it? The third piece to recovering from shining extra bright is to know what brings you comfort. So not knowing even just how much time you need, But knowing what does that look like? So for some people, it might be getting into bed for two days. For some people, it might be time alone, like time really in isolation, time binge watching TV. For other people, it might be that you want time with your immediate family. It's interesting. There's times where I really like just want to be alone. And then there's other times for me when I've been really shiny around people who are unfamiliar to me. And I'm like, I just want to hang out with Vince and Vinny. And like, I don't really crave being alone. I want to be with the people who are most familiar to me after being with the people who are least familiar to me. So like the sweetness of like going for a walk with Vinny and he's talking to me about baseball and the dog is being her wild self. And it just feels really normal. And that normalness feels really comforting. Like just being in my normal, very average, not shiny mom life actually can be a form of restoration for me. You might also know that there's certain activities for you that bring you comfort. I actually found myself doing laundry the other day after this big school event um, last weekend. And Normally, like laundry, and especially at this point when things are busy, I'm like, Vinny, like you're on your own, figure out your laundry, get it done, get, you know, I, I, I help him with the actual like getting things started in the machine. But when it's time to put it away, I'm like, dude, put away your laundry. But I found myself folding his laundry last weekend, because I just wanted a really mundane task. And like matching up his socks was like, putting a salve on my brain, like it was like taking out like all the things my brain had to think about. And just being like, all you have to think about right now is like finding the other gray sock and then finding the two blue socks and then finding the black socks with like the white Adidas thing on the heel. Like it was just one little thing to focus on that was really mundane. And I was like, this is the most joyful part of my day right now. I had a podcast going in the background, which was like a total celebrity gossip podcast. Like it was so dreamy and I had to stop and laugh because I'm like, oh my God, Is this sad that this is the best part of my day? (laughs) Or is this just me recognizing that I need a mundane task 
to de-stimulate from really shiny moments. Sometimes for me, this is emptying the dishwasher because again, it's like really specific. It's really concise. You can control it. You can manage it. Like there's no surprises. (laughs) It's just kind of categorizing things and organizing your life, which can sometimes also feel like you're organizing your brain. So paying attention to what those tasks might be for you and then letting yourself just dig into those. And you might be like, yeah, no, thank you on the laundry and the dishwasher. Totally get it. But what is the thing for you that might be really, maybe it's sewing or a craft thing or maybe, you know, what is that mundane task where your brain can just kind of disengage? I know I have a few friends who knit or crochet and like that's the thing where their mind can just kind of wander and they don't have to be so in the thing where they were maybe having to be really shiny, really vulnerable, you know, walking into the face of fear and those kinds of things. And then the last thing is, when you are looking at recovering from shining extra bright, do you need time to process? And what does that look like? So in terms of like, how much time do you need? Do you need time to rest and recover? But also, do you need time to process and think things through? So for me, I'm really good at, and you've heard me talk about this so much over the years, but I'm really good at using exercise as my process time. And I'm really clear on okay, if I'm having to shine bright in a certain way, and then I'm needing to process it after the fact, I know that I need to like, go for a walk or go for a run. That is like where or get in the shower. (laughs) Those are my activities where my mind just starts to go and I can really let it go. And I can get myself from point A to point B in terms of having to think something through. Another way for me to process is puzzles where I'm like just sitting there. And that's a much more mundane task. And I'm just sitting there putting the pieces together. And I'm able to think through like, okay, this and this and that goes with that. And like, I'm able to connect dots for things in my head, which feels really, really good. The other way to do this for processing specifically is our fourth step, which is recovering from shining bright by processing with other people. So like I said, you might want time alone, or you might want time that's comforting with loved ones, or you might want time that's processing with people who are specifically supportive in specific ways. That was a lot of the use of the word specific. So, But people who you can process in really specific ways because of the nature of your relationship with them. And so that might be processing with your partner. It might be processing with a close friend. It might be processing with colleagues. So I know if I'm coming home and having done something big at Vinny's school, I'll talk it through with Vince all day long. And he is great at listening. I know that if I am coming off of a work thing, sometimes I talk it through with him, but there's often times where I will go to my colleagues who do really um, adjacent or really parallel adjacent, sometimes intersecting work with the work that I do, where I can be like, hey, I did this thing and here's how it went. And this is what I did. And do you have any thoughts on this? Or what about that? And here's this and here's how this thing turned out because they just speak the same language and they really, really get it. And that can be really helpful for me in terms of recovering from having to shine so bright. It can help me process it and kind of work through getting like closure around like I did the thing. I was shiny for the thing. Now I'm done shining for the thing. And now I'm putting it to bed. And sometimes doing that with a colleague can be really, really helpful. So how do you recover when you have been shining extra bright? Are you acknowledging when you're going to be shiny and then planning for time on the back end of that so that you can recover? Are you recognizing what your specific recovery needs are, especially related to whether or not you're an introvert, extrovert? You need like, do you need 20 minutes or do you need two days? Do you know specifically what brings you comfort and rest and restoration after you've been really shiny? And then do you know who you need to process with if you need to process on the back end? Who are your people for processing after you've been really shiny? I hope this was helpful. 
I hope that you share this episode. Remember, we have a third episode coming out this week. So we have our interview on Wednesday, our standard interview. And then we have our third episode coming out after that. Again, I'm like, I should know this. I don't even know if it's on Thursday or Friday, but it'll pop up in your feed. So keep an eye out. And that will be our one shameless thing episode. Thank you for being here today. And I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.